You're listening to episode 207 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a podcasting coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and a Canadian with a sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using stories to connect with and positively impact others. Here on the Room to Grow podcast, we're going deep into big topics like relationships, mental health, business, confidence, lifestyle, personal development, and entrepreneurship, and being open, honest, and real about how to learn from tough lessons along the way when life throws you into the unexpected. I bring you thoughts and guests with stories that will change the way you look at the world and yourself so that we can learn from each other and grow with lots of self-love and compassion every step of the way. There's always more room to grow. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. And today is extra special, you guys. We're going to be talking about how to share your story. This is something that I get asked about a lot. And particularly, this is going to be especially relevant for anyone who's looking to share your story more from a business standpoint uh, or a little bit more publicly. But all of this still absolutely applies, even if you were just looking to get a little bit more clear on your story for your own sake or to just share it with someone who maybe needs to hear it in your personal life as well. This is something that is really, really powerful for you as much as for anyone around you. And it's why I'm so passionate about teaching it because I just see so many people with really powerful, incredible stories, and they don't even recognize that within themselves. There's, there's so much fear of judgment and there's, there's fear of, you know, who am I to be telling this story? I don't even know what I learned or what I pulled from this story. And we're going to get into all of this today. It's almost going to be a little bit, uh, kind of like a workshop style. And I also have a freebie to go along with this one that I think you're going to get a ton of benefit from. And it's actually basically a, a five minute exercise that is going to help pull your story from you and to get super clear on it in a really short period of time. So I'm not even going to go into that part today. So this is going to be above and beyond what we cover in this episode. It's a really, really powerful exercise that is short, sweet, packs a really significant punch. And it's going to help you to get super clear and to actually use everything that I'm teaching today. So make sure to run over to, yes, that's right. <laughs> don't, don't walk, run over to roomtogrowpodcast.com um, for episode 207. That's this episode. And it will have all of the information over there for you um, in order to grab that freebie. That's really going to help you to get super clear. And again, this is important whether you are looking at this from a business standpoint or just on a more personal level. This is going to really help you to pull some of the lessons from it and to start to move forward from your story as well, which is a really big part of all this. Um, as well, if you love this episode today, please screenshot it and share it on social media. Make sure to tag me so that I can thank you for listening. It always means so much to me. And if this is something that is touching your heart, there's somebody else out there that needs to hear it as well. So if you could share it with somebody that would mean the absolute world to me. And today also kicks off the launch of Speak Your Truth Academy. So if you've been listening to the last few episodes, you might've heard me talking about this coming down the line and that it's something I've been working on. I've been talking about it a little bit on social media as well. And this is gonna be a really incredibly comprehensive 12 week program where I'm going to be working very closely with a small group of people. I'm limiting this to 12 women max. This one is for female entrepreneurs and looking on how to leverage your story to build your business. 
This is going to go into everything related to actually pulling the lessons from your story, which we're going to talk a little bit about today, getting super clear on it and developing an actual business plan around your story and the sharing of your stories and how you can use them to catapult yourself into the business that you've always wanted. So this is going to be a combination of not only helping you uh, figure out your story, get super clear on it, but also to clarify your audience, who you are speaking to and the actual product or service that you want to come out with that, or that you maybe want to build upon what you've already got and to really create a, a just significant plan for it that is going to help you help more people. Because if you're listening to this podcast, you, I already know that you're somebody who has a really big heart and you want to have an impact. And that's my entire mission is to help more people have an impact because no one person can impact everybody else. We all have to play a role here and we all have a role to play. And I can't wait to work with you to teach you how to take what you've already got. Or if you're at the very beginning, take you from those very beginning stages and bring you all the way up to speaking, podcasting, uh, writing, uh, coaching people, coaching other people, and actually building the business that you've had sitting in the back of your mind forever. And you've been thinking about it. You've had this idea kind of floating around and you usually push it down or you're like, no, you know, I can't do that. Or, or you see somebody else doing something that's really, really cool. And you want to be doing that too, but you don't even know where to start. This is for you. So make sure to jump over again in it's all of me in, in the show notes, um, everything to do with speak your truth Academy, and you can get all of the details over there. I can't wait to share more about that. Okay. So let's get into this a little bit today about how to share your story. And I mean, the thing is, is that we've always shared stories. It's part of the human experience, but it's become more and more relevant than ever. When you look at things like, like all the podcasts out there, uh, Ted talks, um, all the, the really incredible speakers and stuff like that. Everyone who does those types of things and does it well, shares stories and everyone has a story to share. I cannot stress that enough. Every single person has a story to share. And you know, some of you might be thinking, you know, I, I don't know what my story is, or I don't have anything super dramatic to talk about. Um, who am I to be sharing my stories and experiences? Listen, there's so many of us out there, me among them, <laughs> all of us are like this, that we often need to hear the same thing, sometimes 50 to a hundred different times before something clicks. And we hear it from the exact person that we need to hear it from in the exact moment that we are open to hearing it and in the exact way that we need to hear it. And all of a sudden we have those light bulb moments and we're like, Oh my God, you know, I I've heard this before, but that makes so much sense. And something just shifts in you and you can feel it within you. And that's why more of us need to be sharing our stories because it's how we connect to one another. And largely it's how we learn. It increases, you know, relatability. We're able to, to connect with people on, on such a deep level, have empathy for people. And honestly, one of the biggest reasons why I came forward with my own story about, and I've come forward with all kinds of stories, but one of my, my, my biggest story, I guess you could say, uh, was the, the one about the infidelity in my relationship, the, the nine year affair. And 
the biggest reason why I came forward with that one was because I wanted somebody out there to feel less alone than I did when I was going through it. I felt so isolated. I didn't have anyone close to me who had been through anything like this. And I, I, I felt like I didn't have anywhere to turn. I felt like I didn't have anyone to, to talk to who truly understood me. And hearing a story like that would have made such a difference to me to help me realize that I wasn't going through it alone. And interestingly, since I've come out with it, it's become glaringly obvious to me that my story is not unique. It is not unique in the least. But there are people who connect more with me and my story than they would with someone else who has a very similar story simply because they tell it differently or they just speak a different way or, or something like that. We all have these little, these little things about us that other people will connect with more than they will with other people. We all have this gift. But if you never use it, you'll never be able to experience how powerful it can be. People buy the person, not just the service. It's the coach over the coaching. They want you. I've said this before, everyone has access to a Google search bar. And yet, online courses have become more popular than ever before, especially now, given what, what's happening in the world. But even before that, online courses have never been more popular. But it's interesting because any of the, all the information that's in those types of courses, typically you can find that information just about anywhere on the internet. But we want not only the, the beautifully packaged, you know, little thing handed to us <laughs> that's all in order and it's all beautifully laid out for us. Uh, Dr. Jade, Tita, uh, my friend Dr. Jade talked about that on episode 205 about how that plays a really big role in how we sell online courses. But ultimately what it comes down to, the same, the, the same you know, type of course can be offered by a dozen different coaches. But we buy from the person that we relate to the most, that we like the most, that we trust the most. It's that no like and trust factor. And a lot of that has to do with sharing your story. We've never craved connection more than we do right now. And sometimes in order to build our own resilience, we also need to be able to see that it's even possible and that somebody else has gone through something similar to us and, and, and gone before us. They've walked through what scares us the most before we, we ever even get there, before we ever even figure out how to get to the other side of it. And hearing that somebody else has gone through it and how they have dealt with it and, and the lessons that they have pulled from that, that's incredibly powerful because it gives us light at the end of the tunnel to try to start to imagine what it will be like when we get through this. Because if you're in the middle of, of a really shitty set of circumstances right now, it's really hard to see the other side. I've been there. And when you're in it, it's really, really tough to see it. You, you can have everybody tell you, you know, it's, it's not always going to be like this and whatever. And yeah, that's all well and good. But when you're in the depths of, of, of depression or really tough, tough circumstances, it's so hard to be able to see that. But when we can hear that somebody else has a similar story or even hear a story that isn't necessarily similar, but we hear threads of our own story and, and threads of ourselves in someone else's experience, there's nothing more powerful than that. That is transformative. 
there's a quote that I absolutely love from Morgan Harper Nichols. And she says, tell the story of the mountain you climbed. Your words could become a page in someone else's survival guide. I wrote that quote down in my journal and I looked at it day after day after day when I was in the depths of dealing with this whole infidelity situation because I had a very clear purpose that was getting me through. And that main sense of purpose was I need to share this. I felt innately from the very beginning that I would need to come forward with my story. But that's a little bit unusual. A lot of people don't feel that way for a really long time. And that's partly why I'm coming forward with this episode, because I want you to see the power that resides within you, that you have the power to be able to come forward with something that can change somebody else's life. And one of the, the things that was really powerful for me about thinking about the ways that, that I could come forward with this to try and help somebody else is that, and, and this was absolutely true for me, and, and I've talked to others that it has been true for as well, it gives you a sense of purpose to help you move through your own circumstances. It helps you to express yourself, to fully step into and own who you are, and to feel understood. That's like a basic human need where we, we just all really want to feel understood. We all do. It's a desperate need that so many of us have. And a lot of times, a lot of us end up feeling misunderstood. But when we can express ourselves in this way and to share a, you know, a portion of ourselves, it helps us to feel grounded and connected and, and rooted to other human beings, part of this bigger human experience that we're all moving through. And it can also be a really important part to your own healing and, and to finding peace and forgiveness within yourself. That was absolutely the case for me. I just felt so strongly that it was going to be an integral part of my own healing to be able to speak it into existence, to, to speak my truth into existence. And from a business standpoint, people buy from those who share their stories in a way that allows the person on the other end to connect with them and, and relate with them, feel like they know them on a deeper level. It comes back to all of these things, connection, relatability, empathy, all of that. And when you come forward, you lend your own courage to those who need it most. And you encourage them to come forward with their own stories. It's a win-win. And what I want you to think about is, what do you want to see more of in the world? Because it's not enough to wish for it. You, you have to be it yourself if you want to see more of it. And if you want to see more connection, if you want to see more empathy, resilience, courage in the world, what does that look like for you? What does that mean to you? And if you want to see more of it, you're going to have to start showing up that way yourself. But there are a lot of things that hold people back from sharing. And I completely understand this. There, there is so much fear, so much fear and all kinds of different fears. <laughs> I mean, one of, the, one of the biggest ones is what will people think of me? And this was a big one for me when it came down to coming forward about infidelity because having, having a partner be unfaithful to you for that length of time, the, the immediate uh, thought that went through my head was everyone is going to think that I must have just been a terrible partner. Or often when we think of infidelity, there are all kinds of stereotypical reasons that come to mind that all of us have heard before or maybe even experienced as to why infidelity happens. 
And yet none of those stereotypical reasons were true in my particular case. But as I was coming forward with it, I felt, well, everybody's just going to think that about me. Everybody's going to think all these terrible things. And, you know, how could I have been so stupid to have not seen it? it so many different things. There was so much fear, so much fear. Then there's comparison. You know, who am I to be the authority on this? Who am I to come forward about this? Who am I to, to share my story? What does, what does my story matter? Or thinking that your story isn't as significant as someone else's. I hear this one a lot, especially because, let's just be honest here. My, my story is, is juicy, so-called. There's a lot of dramatics attached to it. Uh, it and that's all well and good, <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> however you want to look at that. <laughs> but part of the problem is that then sometimes the people that I work with will compare themselves to my story. And they're like, well, my story isn't nearly as, as you know, significant or dramatic as yours. Listen, you don't have to have a dramatic story. Let me tell you something. When I was a nutrition coach, I had peers and colleagues who had these, some of them had really dramatic stories about, you know, massive amounts of, of weight loss or like these pivotal moments and eating disorders that they had overcome and all of this stuff. I was like, wow, like I don't have anything that major. I, I, you know, had my own struggles, my own stories. I won't bore you with all those, with all those today, but I had my own struggles and stories around food and, and nutrition and exercise and, uh, not being very kind to myself and, and my body throughout it, all of those various periods of time. But I didn't have anything over the over the top dramatic, but I'm going to come back to the same point again. It doesn't matter you still have a story that somebody else needs to hear. And guess what? Just because you don't have a dramatic story, so-called, whatever that, that definition supposedly even is, somebody else doesn't have a super dramatic story either. And then they're actually going to relate to you even more because they feel all the feels that, that you have gone through and that you've experienced. And they're going to go like, wow, is she reading my mind? It feels like she's in my head right now. And that's how you establish trust with the people that you want to have as clients. Your ideal clients, you want them to think to themselves, holy shit, did she read a page out of my journal? <laughs> like, how does she know this? It's like she knows what I'm thinking. That's when you've gotten to know your, your customer and your clients really, really well, or your potential clients, because you have gone through experiences similar to them. You have walked through things that they are dealing with or that they are struggling with and you're able to help them. So are you not doing them an enormous disservice by not coming forward with your story and not helping them, not allowing them to have somebody to relate to or to look up to or solving their problem in some way, presenting them with a potential solution? That's doing them a huge disservice. And when we get stuck in this whole idea of, you know, my story isn't enough, my story isn't, you know, X ad adjective, insert X adjective here, like my story isn't dramatic enough, significant enough, my story isn't important enough, whatever you want to plop in there, that's all indicative of not stepping into your worth. And that is really at the root of a lot of the fear and, and the comparison trap and and all of these other words, imposter syndrome, all of these other phrases and words that we've come up with to define what ultimately comes down to not stepping into your worth. 
and not thinking that you are enough by yourself, that you are not enough in your own skin. And that's, that's really what that comes down to. So I want you to really examine what is currently holding you back from sharing your story in the first place. Here's something else that was really powerful. And I actually heard this from, uh, not only from my friend, Marsha, who was on the podcast, I will reference her in the show notes. I'm just trying to remember her episode number. The, the episode was called when we're perfect, we're not relatable. Um, Marsha Van, Van's wine, Van Weinsberg. She's fantastic. So I'll reference that in the show notes. And she said this to me, but I I'd also heard it from several other people as well. And that is no one can say anything to you. That's worse than what you've already said about yourself. And that was a really big shift for me because when I came forward with my story, it was only about eight months after it had happened, which I think that some people would argue was quite quick. Um, especially given, you know, the, the significant length of time that my, my former partner and I had been together and, and all of that. And yet I, I was ready. I could just, I could feel in my bones that I was ready. And I, I felt as though I almost didn't have a choice. Of course, I, of course I had a choice, but it felt like such a deep need to come forward. It wasn't even just that I wanted to come forward. It was that I felt deep within me that I needed to come forward for my own sake, as much as for anyone else's. And even though I was terrified and I had a lot of concerns about what people would think of me and the potential judgments. And you know, if the, the haters and the trolls were going to come out to play and, and call me all kinds of names or say terrible things about me or whatever, my need to come forward with the story for someone else to feel less alone overrode all of that. And in addition to that, this whole idea of recognizing that we are our own worst enemies. And is there anything that anyone can really say about you that you haven't at some point likely thought about yourself? I'm not saying that that's a good thing. It's not a good thing. But because we are our own worst critics, we are so fucking hard on ourselves that Usually by the time you come forward with a story, you've likely already said any of those things to yourself at some point along the line, along the line anyway, and dealt with it and move forward from it. If you haven't moved on from any of those really negative, harsh things that you've said to yourself, then you might not be ready to come forward with your story in the first place. But if you have gone through those really dark moments and you've moved through them, you've moved past them then isn't it time to, to come forward and share? Because no one else can hurt you any more than the hurt that you've already at some point likely inflicted upon yourself, you know, verbally, like, like in your head, you've said these things to yourself and hopefully move past them. If you haven't moved past them, then that's part of what I'm going to get into about whether it's time to come forward or not. But if you haven't moved past that, then you are not ready to come forward yet. It doesn't mean that you can't ever. It just means that you have some more work to do before you're going to be ready and fully prepared to move forward. But shame cannot survive being spoken. We've all heard Brene Brown say this, and only you can decide if your story happened to you or if your story happened for you. And there's a huge difference between the two. And very early on, in all of this happening in my life with my entire life falling apart, 
I kept repeating to myself over and over again, this is happening for you. This is happening for you, even when I didn't believe it <laughs> some days. And there were days where I did not believe it. <laughs> but I still would repeat to myself, this is happening for you. That there, there are going to be better things that come to your life because of this really shitty set of circumstances right now. This is happening for you. You are growing from this. You are going to be a better human because of this. I kept repeating that like some sort of mantra. I probably was like talking to myself. Like if you'd known me at that time, you probably would have seen me walking down the street and saying that to myself or something. But it's really a powerful reminder. And if you're in the middle of something right now, I want you to try and remember that. That there are going to be things that come from the situation that you are either currently in or have dealt with in the past that never would have happened for you if you hadn't gone through them in the first place. That doesn't mean that your circumstances are a good time. That, and I'm not going to bullshit with you, you know, with the, the everything happens for a reason and stuff like that, because when we're talking about things that are like, like full, like, like tragedies and deaths and stuff like that, that's a little bit different. You can pull meaning from those circumstances, but I will never tell anyone who's lost a loved one that it happened for a reason. I think that that is, that brushes off someone's very real deep grief. So that's, that's a situation where you can pull and, and any, any story, any, any, you know, set of circumstances that you're dealing with, it's more about pulling the meaning from it and pulling the lessons from it, which is how kind of what we're going to get into a little bit more and when to know if you're even ready to share, you know, this is kind of what I'm talking about that you, you have to be far enough past it that you're not still in the midst of it. You need to be able to talk about it without crying. You, you need to not still be dealing with the immediate after effects. And this sounds odd, maybe, to some of you, but your body will tell you. You Because you will know. And episode 120 is all about listening to your intuition and gut instinct. I strongly recommend checking that one out. It's going to give you a lot of insight about how to start really tuning in with your body and actually listening to what your body is trying to tell you because our our bodies are far more intelligent than we are far far more intelligent and I could feel within me when it was time to come forward and I actually probably would have come forward a little bit sooner not a lot but I probably would have come forward a little bit sooner if it hadn't been for tying up uh some ends or you know some loose ends around the, the selling of our joint home and, and some financials and, and all that stuff. But the timing was, was right for me. And you, you will know. Because the other thing is, is that when it comes down to things like share versus overshare, it's, you're, you always know when you've overshared. When you've put something out there that you can't take, take back, you know it immediately. And this is why I also uh, teach my clients about boundaries and setting boundaries when it comes to sharing your story. You know, what are you willing to share and what needs to stay behind closed doors? I had a, a podcast host um, interview me a, a few months ago and the, the, that episode actually isn't even out yet, but um, I had to ask him to cut uh, a question that he asked me and my response out of the interview afterwards because it crossed one of my boundaries, but it caught me off guard when he asked. So I did answer it 
in a little bit of a roundabout kind of way, but I wasn't even okay with, with that. I, I could tell immediately my, my entire body just kind of froze. And I'm very comfortable talking about the story around the affair and, and all of that. So I knew immediately that a boundary had been crossed. And that wasn't his, that, that wasn't his fault. That was me not then immediately responding with, I'm not prepared to answer that question. Instead, I did go ahead and answer it, but it was coming from a place of fear and I felt so uncomfortable. And there's such a difference between being uncomfortable and stepping into discomfort. When again, your body will, will tell you, you will absolutely know. And a lot of this comes down to self-trust because a lot of us don't trust ourselves and don't trust our bodies to be able to know the difference between the two. But I promise you, when you start to actually lean into that trust in yourself, you will know there will be no mistaking it. And you can be very out of your comfort zone about something but still be willing to, to talk about it and, and be, you know, okay with going down that road. Whereas being flat out uncomfortable, there's a huge difference because when you're flat out uncomfortable, you're stepping into territory that you shouldn't be stepping into. I mean, if we're talking about, you know, something that is, is public and, and stuff like that, like publicly sharing something like that, or even just sharing on a private level with a, a loved one or something like that, it doesn't matter. There's a difference between putting yourself in discomfort and putting yourself in the, the zone of being fully uncomfortable. And that's when you know you're oversharing. And this is where things get tricky sometimes, because when it comes down to how to share, I often will tell people to write out their story, to write it all down. And then you can almost go back and, and highlight the details that are most relevant because you want to take note of the details that are most relevant to get your point across while leaving the rest of it out. For anyone who is familiar with my story uh, and for anyone who isn't, you can go back and reference episode 117, the, the nine-year affair and lessons in infidelity and here are the details there. And I want to make something very clear. There are a lot of details that I do not share publicly um, either in that episode or, or now, nor will I ever share publicly because they're irrelevant. There are details that are sure, like juicy and, um, perhaps from a, a more egotistical standpoint, they, they're hurtful to me, but do they further the story or do they underscore the lessons that I learned? Not really. I can, I can get those lessons across and, and my point across without sharing those details. So one example is that my, my ex had a, a secret house, <laughs> 170 meters from our driveway. <laughs> and I debated if I was even going to come forward with that or not, because I had to really, and, and, and when I say I debated, like I spent a good two or three months wrestling with this a little bit. And this is why you don't come forward with your story immediately, because when, when you're in, when you're in the pain of it and you're, you're hurting and it, it's, it's way too easy to cross lines that then you can't take back. You, you can't take back what you've put out there. So that's why you need to get super clear on what you're comfortable with first before you ever come forward with it at all. 
and that one detail about the secret house down the street, I wrestled with that because I thought, you know, is that, is that relevant? Is, is there, are there lessons specific to that detail that are important for me to share? And I came to the conclusion that it was relevant. Um, and, and I came to that conclusion after speaking to a couple of, of really close, trusted uh, friends and mentors and, and loved ones as well, um, who helped me with that decision. But ultimately what it came down to was the fact that it played a really big role in the, the trauma around that situation and some of the pain that I was going through and some of the resilience that I had to develop because of that specific detail. That was why I came forward about it. But there are lots of other details that sure like hurt, hurt me significantly in the time and, and are not particularly pleasant, <laughs> but they aren't relevant for me to share in any type of public capacity. So I withhold all of those details because they don't matter. They don't change the outcome. They don't change the ending and they don't change the lessons that I learned. The only details that I've shared are the ones that further the story somehow in, in the sense that they, they give something to the person listening. They give something of value to the person listening, not gossip, not the juicy details or whatever. They give something of value. And that's the difference because when we're thinking about how to pull these lessons out, so you've written out your whole story, you've written out your story. You've kind of taken a highlighter, like pulled out some of the, the most important details. And you also have to own your role in the story too, because if you just come forward as, you know, uh, X was done to me and playing the victim card that doesn't serve you or anyone else. And I'm always very clear that full, you know, like abuse is a little bit different here. Abuse is a bit of a different conversation. Um, but outside of abuse and domestic violence and, and that type of stuff, you, you still have to own your role. So even though I could certainly fall into the, the victim, pulling the victim card of like, he cheated on me. He, he did all of these terrible things to me. And sure. I mean, I, I guess I could argue that, but how I also view it in, in a much more, in, in a much bigger way is that I played a role in that. Look what I was tolerating. I, I actually did a, a fantastic episode with, um, Tori Aletto, who is just a, a, a well-known, um, therapist uh, based out of New York state. She's incredible. I'll reference that episode in the show notes as well. And that episode is actually all about examining what we tolerate. But that was one of the really big things for me was why was I choosing to trust someone that my body was screaming at me not to trust? Why was I going against all of my instincts to trust that person? What was missing within me to want to trust that person that I was being shown again and again, I couldn't trust. I had to take responsibility for all of that. I had to take responsibility for my role in what happened. And that doesn't excuse the other person's actions by the way, I need to make that very clear. It, it doesn't excuse what somebody else has, has done or, or a way that they have behaved. All this does is it empowers you to recognize that you, you have control over yourself. 
You can't control anybody else, but you can control yourself and your own actions and your own behavior and the way that you show up. And when you can step into that role, that's going to give you a really powerful, elevated place to be able to speak to the lessons that you have learned from this situation. Because if you go on stage or if you go on a podcast or whatever, and you're just sharing, you know, oh, well, he, he did, he did this to me. The end. No one is going to be motivated from that, <laughs> including you, by the way. <laughs> if, if I shared my story from that place, that would just make me feel like garbage all the time. I, I don't want to be stuck in that place. Absolutely not. I want to be able to share my story from a place of, hey, this, this, I somehow ended up with this shitty set of circumstances. This is my role in it. And this is what I have learned from it. Any motivational speaker that you look to in the world, go look up a bunch of TED Talks. Go look up, you know, think of some of the, the favorite people that, that you follow or that you really look up to. Do they ever speak about their stories in a way of like, hey, this thing was done to me, full stop? No, they don't. They share their story and then they share their role in it. They share what they learned from it. They shared how it changed them in some way, how it shook them to their core, how it built their resilience, how facing adversity helped them to become a better human. What shifted in their lives because of it? These are the kinds of lessons that you need to be looking at when it comes to sharing your stories. What did you learn that alters you and, and alters how you show up in your life? How has it shifted your priorities? There's so many different things that we can look at here. And these are the types of things that when you are looking at this story that you've written out, you've kind of highlighted some of the most important details and stuff like that. Then you can start looking at the lessons and this isn't going to happen overnight. It, this is going to take some time and effort to really think about and to start to dig into. Sometimes you, it can actually be really helpful to also ask the people closest to you and say like, Hey, how have I changed since this situation happened? How have you seen me shift or evolve or grow in some way since that thing happened? Ask other people because then you can start to really get a sense of, of how much things have shifted for you in ways that you might not even see within yourself until somebody else points it out too. So it can be really, really powerful to ask for the opinions of those closest to you that, that you trust and that know you really well to start to kind of get the ball rolling if you're feeling stuck too on some of those, those lessons and being a little bit unsure about that. But most of all, do not let your story define you. And that's a really big part about this because when I came forward, my biggest concern above everything else, above the, the fear of the judgment and, and what people would think of me and, and all of that, the assumptions that people would make, everything. Above all, the biggest thing that I feared was being known as nothing more than the girl who was cheated on for nine years. <laughs> that was my biggest fear. And I talked about that at length endlessly with, with mentors and uh, my therapist, uh, coaches, loved ones. I, I was so worried about that one aspect because I was so concerned that by coming forward with this particular super dramatic, ridiculous, over-the-top story <laughs> that somehow ended up landing in the middle of my life, I was so worried that that would define me for the rest of my life. 
And I was reminded over and over again by multiple people. And I now really recognize it to be true that you get to decide the meaning that your story takes for you. You have choices about what you allow your story to do for you as well. And I was even given examples at the time of, of people who are huge, huge names in their respective industries at this point, who came forward with, with major stories years ago when they were at the very beginning of their career. And most people who follow them now or, or who know them or whatever, never, a lot of them don't even know that story about them because maybe they don't talk about it nearly as often. It's not as much of a, a defining moment for them anymore, but they've done so many other things in the world and they've, they've accomplished so many other things and they have just become a really incredible human that that story is not what defines them. Most people don't even remember that about them or notice that about them, or even if they do know it, they don't define them by it anyway. It's so often in our own heads that we make this up and we think, if I come forward with this, this is how I'm going to be known for the rest of my life. That's highly doubtful. But we are very egotistical beings. <laughs> it's just a human trait. <laughs> and we think that if we come forward with this one thing, that that's all anyone is ever going to remember about us. It's not. There is so much more to you than your story, whatever your story is. There is so much more to you than that. And, and what it comes down to is, are you kind to people? Are you a great friend? Are you, you know, trustworthy? Are you responsible? Are you uh, spontaneous? Uh, you know, do you love dogs? I don't I could go on all day. There's all kinds of other traits about you that are so much more important. And your story is not a trait about you. Your story is something that happened in your life. And you have now been given this story and you get to decide what to do with it. You get to decide how to put it to work for you. And you get to decide how to put it to work for other people who need to hear it, to learn from it, to have an impact on them and to help them grow in their own lives so that then they can go have a positive impact on other people. I want you to remember this. And I want you to recognize and to acknowledge that you have a story, that you have a story to share and that you can change people's lives. Make your story the best fucking thing to happen to you and to someone else at the same time. That power resides within you. And the longer you continue to hold it back, the longer you are continuing to hold yourself back and do a disservice to those who could benefit from it. So make sure to go grab the freebie that goes with today's episode. It's going to walk you through a five minute exercise all about stories and how to not only pull your stories from you, but to really start to learn from them and, and more specifics on how to pull the lessons from it. It's a really, really powerful exercise. And I think you're going to get a ton out of it. It is not anything I've covered today. So it's totally different. Uh, it's above and beyond what we've talked about today. And make sure to go check out Speak Your Truth Academy. I've never offered anything like this before. And in a world where we are just craving so much more connection, I have been feeling that I have been craving like, like so much more connection on a really deep level. And I've missed doing more hands-on coaching, which is why I'm extra excited about this because we are going to be working together so closely. That's why I'm limiting the number of, of spots. 
It's only 12 female entrepreneurs. Sorry, guys. So this one's only for the ladies. And it's only 12 female entrepreneurs that are going to be uh, in there. And we're going to develop a really beautiful community together. I'm going to be with you every step of the way, helping you build your business and helping you share your stories and using them to leverage your business as well. Okay. So, so excited about this. So again, if you have anyone in your life that you feel needs to hear this message, or if this really resonated with you, please take a screenshot and share on social media. It means so much to me. Make sure to tag me. I'm over at Emily Goff coach and we'll be back on Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I'm so grateful you took the time and it means the absolute world to me. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me on Instagram over at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with brand new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you. Mm-hmm.